Welcome to the Word Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 12 of the Word Podcast. Happy belated Mother's Day. I wanted this episode to come out on Mother's Day, but uh, that's a little mixed up on my part. But we'll celebrate Mother's today with today's episode Mary, Mother of Jesus. So, for today's episode, we thought we would focus on the most famous mother of all time, Jesus' mother, Mary. What do we really know about her? What does the Bible tell us about this remarkable woman? All I knew of Mary before I started following her son, Jesus, was that she was married to Joseph. She gave birth to Jesus while remaining a virgin. Uh, So I wanted to look a little closer at one of, if not the most famous woman in history, Mother Mary. But first, as we always do on the Word podcast, let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, for your holy Bible and guide us as we read your precious words. We thank you for mothers, and we ask that you give them the love and the strength to raise strong, healthy, godly children. Those of us with a loving mother are so blessed by you, Lord. So thank you again for the gift of mothers. Amen. So Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, our Lord, was a young girl, probably just barely a teenager, when Gabriel, an angel, appeared to her at her home. Now, at the time the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, her cousin Elizabeth was six months pregnant with a boy who would go on to become John the Baptist. Elizabeth and Mary were cousins, which made John the Baptist and Jesus cousins, or second cousins, I suppose. We are also told in Scripture that when Mary visited her cousin Elizabeth in Judah, her baby John leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So just being close to Mary and baby Jesus that was just starting out in the womb. Okay, let's get back to Mary. I just think it's so cool, though, that Mary and Elizabeth visited each other while they were pregnant, and one was carrying John the Baptist, and Mary, of course, was carrying our Messiah. So let's go back to the beginning of our story. Mary was a young teenage girl who had recently become engaged to a carpenter named Joseph. And by all accounts, Mary was a very ordinary, very poor Jewish girl who was excited to be married. There was nothing particularly special about this girl. Um, Nothing special about this girl that God chose for one of the most important tasks he ever asked of one of us. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin girl betrothed to a man named Joseph, who was of the line of David, or the house of David. And this encounter between Mary and Gabriel, I'm going to read it. It's uh, Mary is 
mentioned throughout the Gospels and in Acts, but I'm going to pause here and just read the encounter between Gabriel and Mary. And that is found in our Bible in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. So it's not awfully long, I'll just read it. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. That was Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. So Mary has now been told she is with child. Uh, God's son is inside her belly. And she runs off to visit her cousin Elizabeth, like we talked about earlier. She stays with Elizabeth for three months and then returns home. John the Baptist is born, and it is foretold that he will one day be called the prophet of Most High and will go before the Lord and prepare his way and give knowledge of his salvation to the people. That's the John the Baptist story. And we don't really want to skip over, I mean, this podcast is about Mary, but we don't want to not mention Mary's fiancé, Joseph, and what his reaction would be to finding out that his young uh, virgin bride-to-be is now pregnant. And we find Joseph's reaction in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. And there's not much there either, so I'm going to read that out of my Bible as well. Uh, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25 Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. 
Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, interestingly, the angel that visits Joseph isn't named. So we are left to wonder if it was the same angel that visited Mary, Gabriel, or another one. Now, we skip ahead to the latter stages of Mary's pregnancy. And at that time, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And each person was told to register in their own hometowns. And Joseph took Mary with him to the town of Bethlehem to be registered. And there in Bethlehem, we get perhaps the most famous story of all in the Bible, the Christmas story or the birth of Jesus. So as I imagine we all know that are hearing this, they found no room at the inn and Mary gave birth and laid her firstborn in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. At this time, when Jesus is born, an angel appears again. This time, the angel appears to shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks. And the angel of the Lord says to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And then the Bible tells us that suddenly a great multitude of the heavenly host appeared, praising God, and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So Jesus is born. Eight days after Jesus is born, Mary and Joseph uh, travel to temple to have their newborn baby circumcised and made clean uh, through their Jewish custom. And the baby is named Jesus. It's in this temple on the eighth day that they have their encounter with Simeon. And the story of Simeon was covered way back in episode two of this podcast. So if you haven't heard the story of Simeon, uh, go back and listen to that one. It's an incredible story in its own right. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus then returned to Nazareth and were told that the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom and the favor of God was upon him. We are told that Mary returned to Jerusalem every year with Joseph and Jesus for the Feast of Passover. And when Jesus was 12 years old, they lost him in the city for three days. They searched for him. And after three days, they found their 12-year-old boy Jesus in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening and asking questions. Mary. Uh, being the mother, was quite understandably upset and says here, uh, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. To which young Jesus replied, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know I must be in my father's house? Jesus, or sorry, the Bible tells us Mary did not understand what Jesus was telling her. But we are told that Jesus obeyed his parents and traveled back to Nazareth with them and was submissive to his parents. And we are told here that Mary treasured up all these things in her heart 
And that is most of what we get in the Bible about Mary, the mother of Jesus. She's mentioned again uh, briefly in a few different parts um, at the wedding of wedding at Cana, where she asks her son to help out. The wedding had run out of wine, a popular Bible story, and which was a disaster for the family hosting the wedding, and Mary went to her son Jesus for help. Mary obviously knew who her son was and what he was capable of, and her faith was great in her son and also her Messiah. Jesus turns the water into wine, saving the family from embarrassment. Mary wanted to help the family that had run out of wine. So we see in this brief mention of Mary that she's a woman of empathy. She has empathy for the family. Uh, she also has faith that her son will come through. When she asks Jesus to perform this thing, turning the or, or saving them from running out of wine, Jesus says, no, it's not my time. But Mary goes and instructs the servants to get the water ready anyway. She knew that her son will do as she asks. Later on, we see Mary again. Uh, this time is at Jesus' crucifixion is when we see her next. And we find that in John chapter 19, verse 25, where we read, uh, Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. So Mary had to watch her son die. She was there when Jesus came into the world and when he left it. Uh, the very last time we have any record of Mary in the Bible is in Acts chapter 1, verses 12 to 14, when after Jesus has been resurrected and ascends into heaven, we're told that the apostles all went to pray together. And it mentions Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. Not that Judas. This, this Judas is sometimes called Thaddeus, the, uh, the betrayer. Judas uh, is already long gone at this point. And we're told that the apostles gathered themselves together and devoted themselves to prayer with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. And that's it. We don't get any more in scripture anyway on Mary. And we can assume that she died a natural, peaceful death in her later years. Although we don't know. That's just what we have in the Bible is... Uh, her praying with the apostles after Jesus ascended to heaven, and that was the last time we saw her or hear from her in the Bible. So a quick, we'll do a quick recap on what we know about Mary. We know she was a wife. She was a mother. She was somebody's daughter. We know that she had other children after Jesus. Jesus was her firstborn, but her other Sons were named James, uh, Joses, Judas, Simon, and it also mentions that she has daughters. Uh, the daughters are never named in Scripture. 
Mary was a cousin of Zechariah and Elizabeth, who were the elderly couple who, um, in their old age, became pregnant with a baby that became John the Baptist. We also know that Mary was highly favored by God. The first time we meet Mary, we're told that she was highly favored by God. That's what the angel tells us so in Luke. So why was she highly favored by God? She was obviously a, a, uh, a righteous young girl, a faithful young girl. But being highly favored by God did not by any means um, mean that her life would now be easy. She would face disgrace for being unmarried and pregnant. She would nearly lose her fiancé Joseph in the whole ordeal. Uh, he had planned to divorce her. And ultimately, she suffered the pain that no mother should ever have to bear, and that is to watch her son... Well, we know what Jesus went through. She had to watch her son be rejected by the world. Saw him arrested, beaten, tortured, humiliated cruelly murdered, knowing all along that he was completely innocent of any wrongdoing, innocent of any sin. So it was quite the opposite of a, an easy life once she was uh, favored by God and chosen for this task. Yet Mary was, was willing to submit to God's will. She was willing to be a servant of the Lord. She may have been poor, young, a woman. These are no small obstacles at that time, but God looks past those and sees her strengths. She was the only person that was with Jesus at his birth and his death. So God looks past any qualifications that humans put on each other. Humans would have looked at this poor, young, unmarried, pregnant woman, and she would have been labeled a complete disgrace, a social outcast. But God looks at her heart. God looked at her trust. God looks at her obedience and found favor in her. Time and time again in the Bible, we see God continually use the most unlikely people uh, to serve him. So when Mary agreed to have the baby, she knew what this could mean. She knew she would face the disgrace of being unwed, teenage, pregnant. Perhaps, I mean, the laws would even allow someone to be put to death for an act of adultery, um, which it would be assumed was the reason for her unwed pregnancy. To avoid all this, God sent an angel to Joseph, to convince him to stay with Mary. But Mary accepted God's will before that reassurance that Joseph was going to stay with her, make an honest woman out of her, as the saying goes. Uh, the angel convinced Joseph to stay with her and be married to her. But Mary didn't know that at the time she accepted God's request. She was chosen for an incredibly high calling. 
and she was willing to accept God's plan, no matter the cost. When God asked, she was ready to say yes, no matter the cost. We hear her response in the last line there, Luke chapter 1, verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. What an incredible, amazing vow of, of faith, of commitment, that this, this, this poor young teenage girl had the strength to say yes to God. And when I read that, I ask myself, am I willing to accept God's plan? Would I be willing, no matter what the cost? God willing, we'll find our obedience when God calls on us. And that is a quick quick summary or celebration, maybe, of, uh, of Mary, the mother of Jesus. We covered a lot there in a short period of time. Mary's not in the Bible a ton, but we did cover where she is mentioned. Um, we went into Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Acts chapter 1, verses 12 to 14. John chapter 19, verse 25. Okay, and now we come to the part where we will generate a random Bible uh, verse. And today we have Psalm 95, verses 2 and 3 from the 95th Psalm. 2 and 3. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Well, not much reflection needed on that one. That one's pretty straightforward. Praise God. And this episode has, I think, found its way to the end. So I'm going to close with some prayer and thanksgiving geared towards our moms and all the mothers out there. God bless all of you. God bless our mothers. I would like to thank my mother, Diane, who not only born and raised me, but never gave up hope that I would someday come to Jesus and find my faith. It took a long time, but I finally surrendered to God. My wife, Candace, as well, who is raising our son, Tommy, a wonderful mother, raising Tommy to be a godly man someday, and also who prayed that I would one day be saved as well. I uh, found a little prayer online here for mothers. Good and let's, let's pray now. Good and gentle God, we pray in gratitude for our mothers and for all mothers who bring forth new life. You who became human through woman, God, grant to all mothers the courage they need to face the uncertain future that life with children always brings. Thank you, God, for the gift of our mothers. They are so special to us. In your name we pray, amen. And I'm going to close today um, with verse 25 of the 23rd proverb. 
So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And I will leave you with this. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice.